Hello and welcome back to the Banter Munich podcast from Rogue Opinions. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. That's not the name. Yes, it is. No, that, that was a part of the title last time, but that's not the actual name of this podcast. It's, it's the Banter Munich podcast. Me and Carl had a... Uh, me and Carl had an agreement, and we said it's called the Banter Minute Podcast. Where's the democracy? Yeah, and we voted two to one, and you lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Welcome back to the Banter Munich Podcast. My name is Reece Saunders. Uh, joining me tonight is Carl Pierce. This- Hello. Hello, Reese. Hello, Hello. Um, Hello. And, and the moaning, moaning bitch, Rahul. What's going on? Why have I, why has my team been attacked already? And why have I already been attacked? What's going on? Anyway, hello everyone. <laughs> no, <laughs> right guys. We, the confusion here is we we were trying to think of a name, and we asked Rahul. Rahul didn't give us one, so me and Carl decided, without Rahul knowing, to make the group. Make, sorry, make the podcast name the Banter Munich Podcast. I was I was told once. And I was asked at a very unfortunate time. I was going through some stuff. So it's not, it's not on me. What were you drinking? <laughs> no, what? <laughs> Jesus. The assumptions. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> no. So, again, we're here to cover the Premier League fixtures uh, that have just gone. Also talking about the Club World Cup, which, of course, uh, had Liverpool in the final. Uh, we'll touch briefly on the Bundesliga and also talking about transfers that we might see. And also, I think we could talk about, lads, our favourite game of the past decade that we've uh, we've watched. I think it would be quite interesting to talk about. Ooh, interesting Ooh. one. I'm a, bit, I'm a bit unprepared for this. But, uh. <laughs> and, and, and also, the big topic at the end, we'll be talking about, of course, Manchester United. And is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer the right man? to lead Manchester United. So, we'll kick off with the Premier League. Uh, we had arguably the greatest game in the world, um, the early kick-off on Saturday, Everton versus Arsenal. <laughs> oh, yeah. River- riveting stuff. Did you watch this? No, but I-, I, I was conversing with Nathan and he was watching it and uh, I think he'd have rather watched paint dry to to be honest, it was, it was probably the worst game I've seen. Forty, I mean, they, they, they cut the two pit, two pit, uh, shots of the crowd of Ancelotti, of course, the new Everton manager, and then Mikel Arteta, the new Arsenal manager. And it was both. I'm looking at oh, it was the first one to say, "Oh fuck, what have we got into here?" <laughs> it's, it's almost as if both teams thought, "Ah, oh, we've got a new managers starting soon. Can't be asked for this game." It was shit. It was probably the, probably the worst game I've seen. And um, it took Arsenal 43 minutes to have a shot on goal. Um, they couldn't be asked, could they, basically? <laughs> it was just absolute wank. <laughs> That's <laughs> mad. For it. Um, and then we, and of course, we, uh, there was, um, again, the other game we had was Southampton versus Aston Villa. Uh, I bet you really- loved the result for this one. I was dancing for joy. Um, <laughs> a relegation fight, obviously, Southampton, Villa, uh, down there. and uh, I, I do want to say something about Aston Villa, though. It, they, it does feel like they've done a Fulham this season. Really? I don't think they're as bad as Fulham. Why I say that is they spend over £100 million yeah. on yeah, haven't played the Premier League. That's the thing. 
See, I think Fulham were an anomaly because their signing seemed good at the time because they signed Jim Michael Seri, who at the time was touted as you know one of the ones to look out for, and it was just weird because they had Sessegnon performing, and they still just went down. It was very weird what happened for Fulham. I think Sessegnon was found out. I think because they. Everything we threw Sessignon when they was in the championship and they played me to us, they played really well when they played, we played against them. But uh, um, this season, it was a really good game and Sessignon didn't play, but they were just lackluster. They had... One, one second, you can't say found out. He's 19, to be fair. You know, you see, that's, it's really hard. I know it's horrible to say, but you forget how old he is. The amount of seasons he's played for Fulham, you think he's a lot older than he actually is. He's uh, 19. That's mad. Yeah, I know. That, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's the amount. Was it four? Is it four years or something like four, three or four years? He played first team football for for Fulham. You think? I said you think he's a lot older than he actually is, and I think I think a lot mm-hmm. was expected of him in the Premier League, and he, he didn't he didn't deliver what the Fulham fans wanted. Again, I know he's only 19 or stuff like that, but they broke up a team that had done really well all season. And hmm. they tried to buy his success. They didn't actually send a ball at Jean-Michael Serri, who was, but Barcelona wanted him at one point. Chelsea wanted him. Everyone wanted him. And now, where is he now? He's, I, I think he's alone. At, I, I don't think he's Gal- Galatasaray? I'm, I want to say Galatasaray, but um, I, I don't want to be quoted on that. But, but what Villa have done, I'll, I'll have a look, but what Villa have done is, for me, copied the same mould as what Fulham did. Is they've they've spent a lot of money on players that haven't been proven in the Premier League. I mean, they spent twenty six million pounds on the striker who's got three goals. Mm. Yeah, it's not very good business, really, when you pull it like that. And then they've lost. I mean, they spent twenty five million pounds on Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings is good, man. I like him. Not for twenty five million pounds, he's not. Twenty five million pounds in today's market. What is it? <laughs> I, 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 true, but then I think if Tyrone Mings was that good and he could get himself fit, why was he not in the Bournemouth team? Good question. Yeah, true. I mean, what 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 did he do at Bournemouth? Did he did he fall out with any how? We don't know. But if he was really worth that much money, why did no other team come in for him? Why was it only Aston Villa? I know he was there on loan for the last six months, but. I, mm, I just think that, that there was better out there that they could have got for a, a lot less cheaper. Mm-hmm. Probably. And I think losing John McGinn for three months could be a, a massive, massive loss for for them as well. He he helped Jagilis so much. I think now we're going to see Jagilis not perform as well. We're going to see Aston Villa gone. Obviously, this is just speculation, but I think they really suffer from now. That was a massive blow for them. Yeah, and but I, I do want to praise uh, J- Danny Ings as well, though. I think Danny Ings has been yeah, he's been on fire just lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he's the Danny Ings of when he was at, B- at Burnley, banging their goals in, gets his dream move to Liverpool. Horrendous injuries. Yeah, horrendous injuries. I think going to Southampton, rejuvenate his career. I think he's only twenty six. I think something like Danny Ings. So yeah, he's, he's, he's got years ahead of him. His best years. And I can see him going again if he if he gets well, he goes to a bigger team. I mean, he starts his season, eighteen league games for Southampton, eleven goals. 
He's yeah, he's been on terrific form. And James Ward Prowess has been pretty good as well the last uh, the last few games. He's been getting goals and assists, so so he's been pretty crucial to Southampton. He has doing just, well just lately. Yeah, he has. And he's, he's, he's always been a good player, Ward Prowess. And so just to answer the question about Sarah as well, yeah, he's at Galatasaray. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But he's only played three games this season. Oh, Jesus, what's what happened to him? But I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's injured or anything like that. But he's only played three games, and also he's twenty-eight as well. So he should be he's playing the best football of his career. I'm gonna look this up. What's his injury status looking like? Mm-hmm. But we, we we carry on. We got Bournemouth and Burnley. Uh, uh, um, Burnley, I think Burnley would be on a high after beating Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. But no, they lose uh, to Burnley at home. Eight times minute goal by uh, Jay Rodriguez. Um, it's nice to see Rodriguez playing for Burnley in the Premier League. I mean, of course, play for the Albion for two seasons. Yeah, I mean, he had a he's had a, got a couple of England caps, hasn't he? At least, well, at least one. Because Southampton had that side when they had Lalana, Rodriguez, Klein, mm. Bertrand, um, Pella was up front, or Tadic, Graziano. You forget what a good side Southampton had and. Well, they have a lot, not, they've had a lot of really good players that have been sort of yeah. poached away, haven't they? You look at it. That I, I know it's probably an, a, a big stretch to say, but that Liverpool team is effectively Southampton. Was Mane Southampton? Southampton. Lallana was Southampton. Uh, Klein. Van Dijk. Who else? Van Dijk. Yeah, oh, over in San Van Dyke, yeah. That's five, that's five first, five first team players in that team from Southampton. <laughs> that's mad. <laughs> I mean, I know Southampton are a selling club. I mean, they've always been like it, but produce talent seldom. But just think, if they kept those players, we talk about Southampton's league champions, probably. Yeah, they're low-key low <laughs> Liverpool feeder yeah, club, aren't they? Yeah. And then we get to... Uh, Brighton and Sheffield United. Sheffield United, the surprise of the season for me this, this season. They've been doing really well, haven't they, Sheffield United? They're fifth in the Premier League. They are three points clear of Man United in eighth. Um, five points clear of Arsenal, who are 11th. They're only four points off, the, off, off uh, fourth place. Um, oh, wow. see, and this is the opposite of Aston Villa. What they've yeah, done, they haven't spent anything and just a good manager and just the team chemistry working out. Defence has defence has been their key. They they've yeah. um you know they've not been letting that many goals in compared to a lot of the teams. Yeah. It's nice to see a team that won't hard for each other. Yeah. They're not the most gifted of players. They they they're not they're not going to beat the world or anything like that. But let's let's be honest, they've played really well this season. Chris Wilder, amazing manager, did fantastic at um, Northampton when he was there. Comes to Sheffield United. No one thought Sheffield United would go up last season. They were the best team that we played. The Albion played last season. The Championship was Sheffield United. Absolutely battered us at the Hawthorns. And then they go up and yeah, they've just quietly got about it. I thought Sheffield United were about. Eighth, ninth, not fifth. Yeah, yeah, they're, I they're, they're they're that high in the league. Yeah, and then Impressive. Bright, I mean, do you, do you think that Brighton should be worried at all this season, or do you think they'll just finish running the mill mid-table side? I think they'd be close to the relegation zone, but they won't get relegated. 
Yeah. Yeah, they'll have to they'll have to be careful, I think. I I, I can see them staying up, but they're gonna be in and around the relegation zone towards the end of the yeah. season, I would have thought. That's what they do every season. The past two seasons have been them ending up what? seventeenth? Uh, yeah, seventeenth last season. That's what that's what it's like to Hewton. Yeah. That was and insane. Then they, they get Graham Potter in who let's be honest, has only had one season in decent football at Swansea. Yeah. And yeah, but they, what they've done, they've just signed a shitload of players that have not played in the Premier League or uh, um, high caliber leagues, and they're just yeah, they're just not a they're not an exciting team to watch. Mm-hmm. They're quite boring, running the mill. Mm-hmm. They, they, they remind me of um, Bolton. You know, Bolton. In the Premier yeah. League, they didn't really do much. Bit like a Blackburn as well. It's just they're basically there to make up the numbers for me. Yeah, I can see that. Bit like West Brom were, but you know. Um, <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah, we were. <laughs> mate, Premier League football. I get to go, I got to go to Old Trafford for nine seasons, so and we beat three times when I, when I went. Um, you're the lucky charm. You should go for you yeah, go don't to more go matches. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I was there the day Morgan Malfatano sat down David De Gea. <laughs> um, then we get to Newcastle versus Crystal Palace. Um, not very high scoring in the Premier League at all this weekend. Like a lot, Burnley one nil. Yeah, Brighton, that was. Uh... But finally, after nearly a year, Miguel Almiron finally scores for Newcastle. Try <laughs> long it's been for him. He, he joined again. And he, he he's he's now finally scored. Um, well, he was brought because he he was super for Atlanta, Atalanta, not Atlanta, uh, Atlanta United in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely bossed it. And then what what's the um the striker called that plays for them? Uh, the oh Joseph God. Joseph. Joseph. Yeah, th- those two had a fantastic partnership. Martinez is still there, banking goals in, but Almir Ron is. You can see touches of why he was bought in and why he's, you know, their record so- No, he was their record signed. But it just shows the gulf of class between the MLS and the Premier League for me. Yeah, it's uh, Premier League's on a completely different level to the MLS. Perfect example of this. Josie Altidore. <laughs> Josie-, Josie Altidore. What a man. He absolutely banged goals in for... Uh, was it, I think he plays for Toronto now. He's got shitload of goals for Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Toronto. Ton for Feyenoord. And uh, I'm just going to get his stats up. Uh, but I think his stats are absolutely shocking. Yeah, he's, he just scores, scores, scores a lot of goals in, in the MLS. Well, this is great. So he got, sorry, he played for AZ, sorry, not Feyenoord. So for AZ, he, got, he played 67 games, got 39 goals. Toronto, he's played 110, got 56. That's what, one in, one in two. Right. For Hull. 28 games for Hull. How many goals? 10. One. Is that <laughs> oh, God. 42 <laughs> games for Sunderland. How many goals? How many games, sorry? 42. Oh, God. If it's Five. less than 10. Yeah, six. One. Joker. What? <laughs> what? He played 70, 72 games in the Premier League. And got two goals. 
That's mad. That's he played, mad. He played um, okay, so no, sorry, no, I've given his due, counted cup games, yeah, so he played for, first season for Sunderland, played 39 games, counted cup games, how many goals? Two. Five. Well, He didn't score in the league for the for the second season of there. His only goal came in uh, the League Cup. God, what? How and how many and how well has he done in the MLS? Okay, so first season the MLS, twenty five games, thirteen goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty three and ten the second season, fifteen and twenty seven, seven and thirteen, and now this season eleven and twenty two. That's good. That's a good return. It is. He's made 110 games, 56 goals. Decent. That's uh, why. I, um, that's why aging players go to the MLS, isn't it? Because they can still look like world. They can still look like world beaters when uh, when they play there, can't they? <laughs> he's not. He's never done it in Europe. He's played for Villarreal. He's played for Hull, Bursa Spore. His only team he did it was AZ Alkmaar, but that's the, the Dutch league. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. Anybody, I mean, look, okay, per example is this here. Look how good Dusan Tadic is in the Dutch league. No, but I think Dusan uh, Tadic is actually good. I think he's shown in his performance, you can see, that he's really good. Yeah, he's a good player, but if he was that good, he wouldn't be out, he wouldn't be in the Dutch league. But he's playing for Ajax, which is arguably bigger than so many Premier League clubs. Well, I'm going I'm to put this out there, yeah. Dusan Tadic, 134 games for, for uh, league games for Southampton. He got 20 goals, yeah? Okay. For Ajax, he's played 52. We've got 36. Okay, so you tell me now, do you see, do you think he'll have a better scoring run if he plays for Southampton now? Um, If he takes confidence over that he's got with Ajax, then maybe. <sighs> if he was... Again, but if he was... He, he, <laughs> With the goals he's got last season, surely a Premier League team could have took a punt on him if he came back. Do you think he could have done it again? Say if he went to, I don't know, Tottenham or um, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Could, could, he, could he do it there? See, that, that's what I, I think I was talking to Nathan about it when uh, I think players like Zayech and, and Tadic were like bossing it. And there are clubs like, uh, like Arsenal who need that creative spark. And there are so many good players in the Dutch league that they can't just get for a very cheap price compared to the market now. Well, and they just didn't do it. Well, ZH is, well didn't ZH have a, a release fee of 25 million and no one paid? Yes. I was baffled. I was like, what's going on? Like That is such a bargain into this market. Why is no one snapping it up? And then, yeah. and then Arsenal what? spent, what was it, 17 million on Pepe? And he's done that all so far, really. League earned for you. Well, the other one was um, I can't. This is going back to Man United now. I can't believe Man United didn't pay the uh, the, the release fee for Alderweireld. I was so shocked at that. Mm. Yeah, it was a bizarre one, but there you go. I think that was like seventeen million or some of that for for a player of his class. Mm-hmm. You snap it up. Um, but we move on to Carrow Road, Norwich versus Wolves. Um, I was happy up until 60 minutes with this result. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wolves winning 2-1. I, I, I know it's Christmas. I think Norwich are doomed. I mean, really? I, I saw yeah. this on highlights of this on Match of the Day and Norwich had so many chances, but they just weren't putting them away. 
I I think out of the I can't see Norwich being better than three other teams. You, you don't they think they're going to struggle? I think a team like oh yeah, man. I I think you know what? I I genuinely think Brighton may go down this time. I think okay, Brighton, oh. Aston Villa, and Watford. Okay. Norwich could have won that if they'd have uh, been more clinical in front of goals. We said that we, we said that last week about what Watford, uh, Liverpool. Watford, mm-hmm. Watford could, should have beat Liverpool. Could have got a summit for a Liverpool if they had a striker. Uh, we'll get we'll get to Watford in a minute. But yeah. I I do think Norwich are they're they're, they're a bit like I, I'm going I'm going to use the Albion as an example. They're a bit like the Albion when we first got promoted. We, it was a couple of seasons where we would go up, go down, go up, go down. Bit of a boing boing club, and then we finally got ourselves established. I can't see Norwich ever getting themselves established in the Premier League. Again, it's uh, going to be tricky. Yeah, I mean the thing is though, I mean they had that great result against City when half, you know, where the, what they had about nine first team players missing, and since yeah. then they've been very inconsistent, haven't they? I mean, I, I do think I, I, I do think a, a shining light for them has been Todd, Todd Cantwell. I think he's yeah. played. He's um, he's not going to be at Norwich for long uh, no. with this sort of form, is he? Well, he reminds me of Madison. They had James Madison for I think two seasons or something like that, and look at him now. He's England international, arguably I mean, one of the, so, like, your yeah. best midfielders in Europe. Can't well someone uh, United or Arsenal should be looking at snapping up at, at mm-hmm. the moment in their current situations. Yeah. Um, or the, Bayern, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's that, that's not. Yeah, but the, I, I trouble is, young young English players tend to struggle abroad, though, don't they? That's Ravel yeah. Morrison, Jaden Sancho, Jaden Sancho, yeah, yeah. Sancho is the the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jayden, there's a few. There's a few, but. Traditionally, um, don't tend to fare well overseas, do we? Somehow, because they they never do it. I mean, haven't haven't Schalke got one? Oh god, I'm not sure. Schalke signed someone from City, this young lad. Oh god, how how do I not know this? And he's 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 a Welsh international. So and, and apparently he's doing really well over there. His name is, uh, I've just got the team up. Uh, Rabbi Matondo. All right, got yeah. well. familiar with him. Uh, born, in, born. In, he's, a, he's a Liverpool. But he, well, he could play for England. But he's chose to play for Wales. He's got four caps for Wales. He's played 15 games for for Schalke this season. Got one goal. Also, you've got John Joe Kelly's over there on loan from um, Everton. Right. Um, he's played 17 games a season for them. So it just shows that you you can succeed if you're willing to travel over there. True. I think, yeah, man, it all comes down to that. But um, hmm, interesting. But I, I was like, uh, you actually think that Norwich are going to go down this time? I do. Oh, I do. Mm. I think they have firepower there that gets them goals almost like consistently. That might just keep them up. They concede tons, but I think they can go. Yeah, ahead. I mean, Pookie's shown good form earlier in the season, but 
as I was saying um, before, he, he, lacked, he lacked that clinical edge in this game. He had a couple of good chances, and as I say, they, they could have easily won this match, but he at least just you know spooned a lot of chances, basically. I mean, his return isn't bad. I mean, he's played 16 games in the Premier League or nine goals. That's not a bad return. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. He's, 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 he has got it. He was scoring quite freely earlier on, but as I say, yeah. he, he missed quite a few chances in uh, in this match <laughs> that you'd expect a striker of this calibre to be put in away, put it that way. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I, I'm just looking at the players that bought him. They didn't really buy anybody that was, you know... Of quality. I mean, I know they've got. I mean, they showed Josip uh, Dermic from Mönchengladbach on a on a free transfer, but he's only played six games. They've got Patrick Robertson on loan, but he's only played three games for them this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farman in goal. He's only played one game. Farman. So Farman's really good. Uh, like, like in general, if for Schalke, he was really good. Yeah, he's, he's only on loan, but he's only played one game for them. That's right. Because they're going with, um, uh, cool. what's his name? Tim Crow? Yeah, Tim Crow, yeah. But I'm just... Oh, what I, a legend. What I like about them is they have, they, they, they've gone with youth. They've not just gone and done the the Fulham way or the, the Villa way of just splurging 100 plus million on players. But I do worry for them. I do think that they they haven't got the experience to stay up. I want them to stay up there. Oh, I, 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 I love to put me wrong, but I, for me, I can't see it. I think my three as a go down will be Norwich, uh, Brighton, and Manchester United. They're my three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's a given. I'm sorry. How did I forget? Yeah. Um, so we get to the late game. Uh, Man City versus Leicester at the Etihad. Second, uh, third versus second. Um, Leicester take the lead through Jamie Vardy. Imagine how many goals Jamie Vardy would have scored if he played in the Premier League sooner. He his legs must be done at this point. He's played so many games. He's I mean he's got I think I think he's got more goals than like Ronaldo, uh, Cantona, players of that ilk. And he's only been playing Premier League football for what five seasons now. Yeah, wasn't he? Wasn't he like a few goals. years ago in the in the eighth league in the English league? Yeah, he was. Yeah, but um, he was working for he was working for a what was it now? A fiberglass company, I think. Right. And he's the first non-league player to command a million pounds. Jesus. And he went to Leicester for a million pound for Fleetwood, and he's not looked back since. And I just do think, though, how, where would he be if he managed to go sooner? Mm. Yeah. I mean, do you think he's made the right decision to stay in, at Leicester when after Leicester won the league, there's quite a few interested parties. Arsenal. He decided Arsenal to stay. Yeah, I, it's, it's a good decision, I think, honestly. I think he made yeah. the right de- decision staying at Leicester. I, do as well, I, mean, I don't think he'd have got used properly at a club like Arsenal. I really don't. I think what gets me is that it's a shame that he's retired from England duty because I think he's something he can offer something different than what Harry Kane offers. Yeah. Harry Kane with a, a link in the play, but if you want someone with take up twenty minutes to go, defenders are getting tired, and you need someone with that bit of that bit of pace, Vardy's your man. Get him on the pitch. He'll run. He'll run them ragged, 
And I mean, what? How is a top scorer? I think he's got 15 goals already. 17, I think. 17. So 17 goals by Christmas is unheard of in the Premier League. Yeah. And he's done it, and he's what, four ahead of the next one or something like that. Yeah, he scored yeah. eight in a row or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, he, yeah, he's got, he's got the record for the, the the amount of goals in a row. I, I think it's eleven. Score. Hey, I'm just looking this up because I, even I'm not too sure. Goals. Who is leading on goals right now? Jimmy Wiley with seventeen, and Tammy Abraham has eleven. So six there ahead. Yeah. Jesus. But then, uh, so Leicester go ahead, Vardy, yeah. But then City's quality shows. I think Mares was superb in this game. Mares, yeah, Mares is finally hitting his form. Didn't he form a club? Yeah, he he showed why he they they spent the amount of money they spent. I think what sixty million pounds or something like that. Yeah. Uh, He uh, very yeah played really well. Scored the first goal. Took a deflection, but you know it's his. Uh, Gundogan gets the sort of second with a penalty, um, yeah. very soft penalty, mm-hmm. but it was a penalty. And then, I do you think Gundogan's very underrated? Oh yeah, I think uh, when he used to play for Dortmund, he was their key player, and yeah. then injuries like marred him like, in the middle. I think he took a while to recover from that, and I think now he's finally back to hitting. Yeah, I think it's just taken a while to adjust to the Premier League as well because he has he hasn't been great up until now really, but he's definitely got got the ability there. We, we, it, it's hard, it's very hard to be overshadowed in a team that has De Bruyne, Aguero, Silva. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very easy. Uh, and then of course um, Gabriel Jesus scores a third. Um, De Bruyne. Again, playing, I think De Bruyne assist again. Yeah, like, De Bruyne has been on fire. He's, he's been on uh, really good form just lately as well. I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't too sure about him, to be to be honest, but he has started banging him in a bit more consistently now. I is suppose that, he's that, had the chance with Aguero being out, hasn't he? So. Yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I, I think about James, I think he's, what, 23? He's still very young. Mm-hmm. Um, He's. I mean, he, he. It's obvious he's going to be Aguero's replacement when so when Aguero does eventually go. Yeah. Uh, which I think could probably be in the next two years or something like that. Aguero goes back to Argentina. Probably. Which that, is, that's a fair shout. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at it though. It's how how refreshing is it to see players wanting to go back home to finish their careers. Yeah, Who do you think? Do you think Messi does that? Paycheck. Do you think Messi does that? What do you think? Messi wants to do it, doesn't it? Didn't Messi say he wants to retire at, um, in Argentina? Wants to play for New New Old Boys, doesn't it? Yeah. Do you think he'll do that? Yeah. Fair enough. I think Messi goes when his next contract finishes. Ooh, when is that? Twenty. I think it's twenty twenty three. I think. Ooh, yeah, makes sense. Probably that, and then one finally of uh, the young boys, and that'll be him done. Yeah, he'd be 30, what, 33 at that point? Yeah. Man. And Ronaldo be 30, oh God, Ronaldo be 36. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to an end. Carl, they're becoming yeah. your age. <laughs> I, think, I think next week, if you're up for it, we could do a Messi-Ronaldo podcast. 
Oh, definitely. I um, I mean, for so many of us, these people were the ones we watched up. Like you know, watched. Like for me, at least, I think I got into football quite late on. Uh, for me, people like Ronaldo and people like Messi were, you know, the main people. So yeah, definitely that should be an interesting podcast. I, for, for me, when people ask me who's who's the better of the two, I, I, I say this now. I appreciate both of them. Yeah. I think Ronaldo, for me, if I have to say on the spot, Ronaldo's better, but I appreciate the pair of them for what they've done. Because well, hmm. I don't think we'll see in our lifetimes two players that have dominated for, was it a decade and a half now? 15 years. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever see two players do this again, ever. Mm, but quite possibly. I mean, what they've done is unimaginable. I mean, I don't think it's ever. I don't. Yeah, I agree. It's never going to be replicated. And yeah. I, in my opinion, when it comes to like who is better, I think it comes down to the fact that if I had to build a team around someone, I'd build it around Messi. But if I had to pick someone for a final sort of like a one-off game that I need to win, I pick Ronaldo. Nope. It's hard, isn't it? It's like flip a coin between those two. Um, <laughs> Perhaps what edges it for Ronaldo is he's won a trophy with his country. Uh, He's he's struggled to turn it on for Argentina, hasn't he, for some bizarre reason. You can't say that. I think every game in for Argentina, he was giving it his all. He was always performing well. And then he had people like Higuain around him who could never... I I think people like Higuain really detrimental to yeah, Messi's legacy. You say that, but Portugal, so Portugal have got no one but Ronaldo, really. They've got I mean, who, else, who else is there? Nani? Did you say Eder? <laughs> he scored the winning goal in the Euros. What? Oh, mate. That's what, oh, that's what I'm saying. England's got Emil Heskey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, that's the that's thing for the Premier League. Uh, um, Rahul? Do you were uh, uh, the, the floor is yours. By wait, Munich. wait, we've only done the Saturday. We haven't done the Sunday game, Joe. <laughs> yes, yeah. the biggest game you're of racing, all time is left. You're, race, you're racing ahead and you're skipping two games. No, no, no. no, no, no. Um, Bayern played on Saturday. That's why I said, do you want to do the Bundesliga game? No, look at him with his excuses. <laughs> <laughs> nice cover up, though. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's discuss the Premier League games first because I need to apologise. To everyone listening and for, to everyone who uh, listened to the last podcast we did, because I somehow thought that Manchester United would somehow win 4 0 against the bottom placed Watford. I told you, I did warn you that that was not going to happen and that we'd be lucky what? to win 1 0 or 2 1, didn't I? What happened, Carl? We got beat. 2-0 I was at work so I wasn't able to watch it but there was a massive howler from the hair where the ball seemed to go through his hands from what I've been told it's bad and it was yeah and then we not long after that we gave away a penalty which Troy Deeney scored and that was pretty much it Deeney, what a legend. Deeney. I think, I think our, our main trouble is um, then why we do, we do well 
against um, the bigger clubs. We can we can sort of sit, we can afford to sit back and um, attack them on the get them on the account attack with our pacey players like Rashford and Martial and and Daniel James, and then. Against teams like Watford, where we're sort of forced and expected to to go at Watch them, it. it's yeah. um, it's just not working. I think um, we need a uh, we need. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm I, I don't know. I mean, after beating Spurs and City, I wanted to say give Oli a chance, but I don't know <laughs> if he's got. A, I don't know if he's got a plan B. That's my worry. I yeah. don't know if he's got a plan B. Very one-dimensional, Oli is. He he's already out of ideas. Anyone with a basic sense of football can predict what he's gonna do. Um, so yeah, I think I, I don't think there's any. Yeah, I don't think there's any point keeping him. I mean, I I, I understand. I, I don't think that there are better options out there right now. Maybe Pochettino, but I doubt that happens. Um, I don't I don't know, man. Manchester United are stuck somewhere. They need one manager to stick on to, and That's because they have players who they can build on. And that's why I say, do you stick with Ali? I mean, he started off well in the... He's done the right thing within transfers. He cleared out a lot of the rubbish. He's brought in young players who... It is going to take a, a season or two for them to properly develop. Um, I genuinely think... To be if, fair, but yeah. as, 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 as we both said, I mean, he, he doesn't seem to have a plan B. He can set up for the big teams. He seems to know how to set up to get the best out of United there. But then against your Watfords and your Arsenal, uh, not Arsenal, I'm going to say Aston Villas, we, 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 we consistently either luckily getting draws or getting, or getting beat. But I think, I, I, I honestly think a manager like Pochettino would be absolutely perfect for this Manchester United squad. Because what he did with Spurs was he built the players. Yeah. And, yeah. It just, if it results just fit perfectly. aren't going right with him, I mean, do we sack him after six months? No, and I, it's I just, think. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm worried it's going to be a, a vicious, uh, you know, a vicious circle. No, I'll tell you this right now. If all, do you think Ole has a plan for the future of Manchester United? I think he does, as in building the team. It's just when it's out on the pitch, he just he doesn't seem to have many ideas. That's, no, but I think a vision. A I think a vision counts for a lot. I think a vision can carry a manager forward even though the results aren't showing at the moment or, or haven't been showing for a while but I think if the manager has a vision there is hope and there is a reason to take him forward and you're saying that Ole has a vision and that he just needs time to execute it I mean if they can convince Pogba to stay I mean he, he showed signs of his class apparently he played some really good passes in from from what I've heard um, if Woodward will actually back him and bring in some players. Is that what's that? Is it Elfie Hadland? But he's going to be low. If we do get him, he's going to be loaned straight back. So that's going to be no good for this season. We need, you know, we need another striker. We need some um, reinforcement in midfield, definitely. I think Bob leaves. I think Bob is going to leave either in January or in the summer. Mm. So. But, but- that, that, that was supposed to be the big question for the end of the podcast, but we've done it already. Um, well, we, we've got <laughs> to harm that. Yeah, yeah we, might... we've shown signs of something there against yeah, cities and Spurs, but I don't know, it's it's too inconsistent. Yeah. 
or maybe it is completely consistent in the fact that you can beat the big teams and can't beat the uh, the smaller teams in a way. There's yeah. only so uh, there's only so many defeats you can say. Oh, it's the inexperience of youth. For isn't that you can't you can't use that. Yeah, I mean, sure. Watford are the bottom club. You know, we should be. You know, we should be able to at least beat them one nil or get a you know get a draw. Get a draw. <laughs> I, I I predicted four nil. I hate myself. But to lose. And yeah, you made Rashford your captain in your dream team for some bizarre reason. <laughs> and I made Son my vice captain. You, I, I, was... war- I warned you we wouldn't win that match. I warned you. I mean, God, that was embarrassing anyways. But the thing, again, what does Manchester United do? Where, like how, yeah, exactly what you said, that there is... Back in, buy some something that you can invest in. Buy some back players in January, back him, and, and if it's no better by the end of the season, then you have to let him go. But then you Fair risk, enough. but then you risk, you know, a manager like Park and any other available managers um, being snapped up by someone else. So it, it is a bit of a double-edged sword in that respect. The, the only manager right now that I care about is Nick Wilson. The trouble is, I, I think generally I'm, I'm so. Yeah. I think they were ready to sack him, but after beating Spurs and City, you, you you can't sack someone after those two results, can you? You you, you just can't. So I think if you uh, who face next, who does Manchester face next? Let's see. I think Got Manchester United next, next face Newcastle. If you lose to Newcastle again, <laughs> the long stops come yeah. back. We're at home this time. Uh, we are unbeaten at home, so I think we will scrape a win. Wow. Against Newcastle. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 just, I, just, I really want to see do well. Let's see how that goes. But yeah, we'll have to see. And then we move on to Spurs against Chelsea. Now I was quite surprised by how one-sided this match was, and it and I, I did watch this one, and it it was quite one-sided for most of the match. It was mm. you know Chelsea just had their way with Spurs, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I think and just as Spurs were getting back into it, uh, Son got himself uh, sent off. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, what do you think about Spurs? I mean, two big losses uh, to Chelsea and Manchester United. They got, we beat them as well in the Champions League. What is up with Spurs? How's that? What, what do you think is going on in there? I still, I think, I still think their main problem is a lot of players don't want to be there. Um, like Ericsson, he's he's just waiting for a move to Barcelona or Real Madrid, which a lot of people don't seem to think is going to happen. So he's he's waiting for a move that he might not even get. And the, he made a big like, mistake just saying uh, that I want to go to Man- uh, to Real Madrid. That was the biggest mistake he's made in his career. Because um, now everyone's like, eh. yeah. I mean, Daniel Levy was prepared to sell him to us because um, they wanted to get some money for him. But he wouldn't go, you know. He wouldn't go because he's got his heart set on Madrid. So <laughs> imagine Atletico get him. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's, yeah. Some it's, things aren't still quite right at Spurs, are they? They should have been doing better, especially at home. 
Yeah, I mean, they should have at least give a, given Chelsea a fight. But on that day, Lampard had Mourinho figured out. I think he did, yeah. But the penalty was so weird. Let's discuss that penalty. Yeah, so, um, um, so, um, th- thanks. I'll, 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 I did you get to hear my say on Solskjaer, but, uh, you know. You oh, didn't sorry, say anything yeah. for so long. We gave you. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. You were just so quiet. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah, because it was just you two talking. I couldn't get so a word in your space. Say your piece now, then. Fuck. Say your piece now, then. Sorry. No. Apologies to Reese. No, no. Oh, God. He's no. going to think shit at us right now. Go on. Let me. You got the floor. Go on, Reese. No, I think yeah, you two covered it perfectly. But um... for fuck's sake! <laughs> well, no, I was just <laughs> all that just for. I think you two covered it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Sorry, God. I'm just winding you up, mate. Carry on. <laughs> Go on. What's going on, Reese? <laughs> right. So, um, look, I, I think if you're going to get rid of Solskjaer, it has to be done soon. I don't think back in January will do anything because he's clearly showed, yeah, he's signed players, but, but what, what, what the fuck have they done? They've done nothing. Um, as you said, they can only beat the big teams. It's not good just beating them. You've got to beat, as you said, the, the, small, the lesser, well, so-called smaller teams. Um, I think Pochettino, yeah, Pochettino would be a good fit for them, but Allegri's out there. I'm surprised that nobody has gone for Allegri. I don't Yeah, know. I am as well. It is bizarre. I, I, I mean, is he, very untested, isn't he? I mean, I know he's a former Arsenal man and he's been, you know, learning his trade under Pep at uh, Man City and maybe that's the thing that's... Um, one in the job, but he's you know in a in the hot the actual hot seat, he's untested. So I think they're taking a, a slight gamble there, especially yeah. when especially when Arsenal are in such dire. I mean they're even worse than Man United. But I mean they're in complete dire straits. Arsenal. Oh well, we'll we'll, we'll go to Arsenal later, but um, talk about Arteta and Ancelotti and so mm. on. But I do think that Solskjaer. He's just part of the problem. I think there's still the biggest problem at Manchester United is Woodward. Yeah, yeah, that's all. I right do. Yeah, I, I think he's the biggest problem. But again, nothing's going to happen with that. He can't. He can't seem to get transfers over the line, and he's unwilling to pay the asking price. I mean, there's no point in boasting that you're the richest uh, club in the world if you're um, scared to pay any money to anybody. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. If you're announcing you're the richest club in the world, of course everyone's going to start putting their prices up. I mean, you know, it's t- you know that's the way it works. It's tough shit. Pay the money to get the players in we need. You've what I love, to. what what I love is the fact is that uh, you was after Manzukic for the all all summer, and now Manzukic has signed for a team <laughs> in Qatar. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Got for a team do I think Nathan was convinced we were getting him in the no, summer no, no. break. He's he signed for he signed for a, new, a team in Qatar. Uh, but then you've got and then going back to the, the, the we're moving on. To, 
Sorry, moving on to the top game. Um, uh, two two big decisions, contentious decisions in this. Um, VAR as well. Um, the first being the penalty. How did Anthony Taylor give that as a free kick to Tottenham? I have no idea. I was I, uh, <sighs> my mind's boggled. The goalkeeper ran out. His foot was really high as well. I mean, he was lucky he didn't connect with his with his leg on the player's head. But you know, the goalkeeper absolutely collided with the player. It was no doubt a penalty. Your rule? Yeah. I think cocaine is a hell of a drug, and I think the referee was on it. <laughs> these these are the comments of Rahul, not of rogue opinion. It we, is literally a rogue opinion. We 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 at Sky Sports do not condone. Yeah. No. Um. And then the second one being the the, the red card to um. Again, it was an obvious red card. Um, I'm I'm convinced VAR for some officials. It's making them scared to make decisions. They'd rather defer it to VAR than have to make these difficult decisions themselves. They, yeah. they need to. They need to reevaluate how VAR is how VAR is used um, next season because it's not. It's not working. It's not. Somehow, it's not quite working. No, we, we we've said that every week talking about VAR. Yeah, it's mm. not getting the better. But I do think that. Um, Go back to the red card. It was petty of Son. Uh, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. There was no need for it. There was no need to to, to strike your, your leg up that to, to, to retaliate the way he did. It was an, it was a good challenge by Rudiger. Um, there was no need to react the way he did. I get it, you're losing, but come on. Especially after you know that tackle that broke that other player's leg as well. That was Son, wasn't it? I mean, Andre Gomez. You, you you'd know think what? you'd that's know, you'd think you'd know better. Yeah, the that's a very good point. That. I think he's an evil genius. I think he's just, this is his plan. He's trying to break everyone's legs. <laughs> Again, <laughs> these are the opinions <laughs> of Rule. Hello, and his opinions. Hello. These are not my opinions either. I'm just, I'm just having fun. No, these are the opinions of Nathan Greenway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a, I'm just being texted all of this by Nathan and I'm just dealing all this points. A, Rahul is a puppet podcaster <laughs> controlled by Nathan. That's quite racist of Nathan. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one yeah, second. Just Nathan has yeah. just told no. me to say something about Paul Pogba that I can't say on this podcast because it's quite racist. So yeah. I'm going to avoid them. Uh, so cut, we get, cut this bit out, Nathan, if you listen to it before you put it off. Okay, so well, let's go. Let's another big issue in the Tottenham Chelsea game was the the crowd uh, racist chanting yeah. to Antonio Rudiger. Um, you yeah. can clearly see him at the cameras going, making the gesture. Of yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's it's a horrible thing that he's now creeping back into football. It start. I mean, it didn't start, but we saw um, the Manchester derby with fucking the Man City fan at Fred and then throwing a mm-hmm. lighter at him. Yeah. And now we've got it with um, Spurs doing it to, to Rudiger. It happened uh, earlier in the season as well, was it? Chelsea did it to Raheem Sterling. Mm, yeah, so, I, I remember that being a thing. 
Well, this is what gets me is the Chelsea, the Chelsea fans moaning about it, yet they've done it themselves. I know not all of them, but they've still they've got um, fans who have done it. I mean, there's going to point out that Spurs yeah. should know better as well when they have all their trouble with uh, anti-Semitism um, chants and, um, you know, that sort of racism towards them. They, You know, they really should know better than to be racist themselves. Okay, mm. so okay, so, uh, this is just a small point. Like, in all seriousness, um, racism is a big problem in football. And I think uh, it was the Bulgaria game against England, right? Where yeah. The yeah. And I think everyone was pointing the blame at the Bulgarian FA. But I think the problem of racism exists in many countries, including England. And the problem with the way it's being dealt with is, although saying that, yes, uh, today, you know, there is no room for racism and making an announcement in the stadium, and taking steps towards curtailing such behavior is a good is a right step, but um, I think the pro- I think the problem needs to be fixed at a very ground roots level because you can you can just see that okay again uh, this is what Gary Neville said uh, uh, in a, in the Sky Sports uh, discussion and I'm not and again I'm not going to get into the details or uh, the morality of it. Uh, because that's not my place here. But the fact that racism exists in football in England and in many other countries is a fact. And we all need to maybe come together and try. I, I don't know what we can really do about it because it's it's a grassroots problem. To be but fair, it's not. It's not that it's 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 in football. It, it bleeds into football from uh, yeah, actually from culture. You know, it's it's. Yes, it's from people, however they are, however they're they're raised, or, yeah, or I don't know what it is that makes people racist. Um, what is this? But it, it bleeds, it bleeds through from society into into sport. So you're not just you're not going to stamp it out or stop it just by moaning to the FA. I think the yeah. FA have done yeah. the right thing by going to the government. But I just I don't you know I don't know. I mean, how do you? How exactly. do you alter a certain section of society's beliefs? Well, this is for, for me, yeah. You, you're not born racist. You're taught to be racist. And I think, I think, yeah, you've got to eradicate it from an early age or as a result of the grassroots stuff. But it's, okay, it's all well and good banning people from the stadium. There's still going to be other people there doing it. Mm. It's, all, it's all well and good having, the, having the, the game played behind closed doors. That doesn't solve anything. That really doesn't solve it because they're going to come back at the next fixture and God forbid there's someone there of colour and they're going to boo them again. It's like you had, um, I was listening to Adebayo Akinfenwa on uh, the House of Rugby podcast and he spoke about how he went to Lithuania and he was the only black man that was there playing in the Lithuania League. And he goes to his first game, pre-season game, and his own fans were were making monkey chants at him. Yeah, disgusting man. I think uh, I think Darius Vassell had similar problems when he uh, went to and played in Turkey, didn't he? Yeah, that's the. It's like, I know that's going back a few years now, but it's just it's not, as I say, it's like you're not and but fair play to him though. He played through it, and all the fans at his club then you know they did they stopped making the chance, but it's it's a very easy thing to do straight away to just go and do the. To make the chance to someone who is, say, black, you can do that chance. It's very easy to go to. 
and it's horrible because say if you say if you're a child and you see a grown man doing that yeah and you, you don't know he might go he might go to school the next day and he might start doing that to a person of color yeah and or he doesn't know what he is he doesn't know that he's being racist but he's done a racial gesture to someone because he saw someone else do it and i know this is going to personally but i had um an incident with uh, someone that uh, I was what, working and he came to me and he, he he played the race card because a little boy wasn't playing with him and he said he's been racist and I went, do you know what that means? And he told me no. And it's just one of them. It's just like, it's very easy to do. It's very easy to do that thing as well. I'm not saying it's like, you know, he's to make the card, but freaking hell. To have a child come up to me at the age of five and, play, and saying, oh, he's being racist. It just shows it's rampant in society, mm. and it's a very horrible thing to talk about because you don't you don't want to as we're on a you know a public platform here and granted we're not as big as some other people but we got people who listen to it and yeah. we don't come across as saying the wrong thing. But I mean, how do you, I mean how do I mean, you re-educate people and sort of recondition people? Because if you're if you're a kid growing up and you're you're your dad, you know, your dad's a racist. That's how you're going to turn out. I mean, how, how, you know, how can you possibly prevent that? Do you think that it gets? Well, well I, uh, that. I mean, my, yeah, yeah. I mean, because because of you know, my, my dad's not. Uh, he's, I won't say he's a racist, racist, because he thinks what you know after these games is disgusting. But he's never been overly keen on. Um, black people and, and everything. Uh, my granddad was, you know, pretty racist. God bless his soul. But you know, I've never, you know, it's never affected me. I've made my own decisions, and um, uh, I forgot I had the word on the tip of my tongue that's just left me. But you know, I haven't. You know, I, I'm very accepting from you know, colour and all that. It, Mm. It doesn't bother me, but some people are sort of conditioned by their background and and families, and I I just don't know how you um, as I say re recondition re educate people. I mean, uh, do you think it's a generational thing? Do you think do you, in a in a few well, generations it, it, we'll see it? It, 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 it probably probably is to an extent, but as I say, if if you've grown up around people who are racist, it it, it is going to make you. You know, nine times out of ten, yeah. Because I'm, you think that's such a mo- such you think that's waters, the right. Man. Yeah, I don't want to get as you say. I, I, I can. I'll, I'll end it with. I can end it with this. My my, my brother's dad. He is. He's a very racist man. He right. will actively. He will actively say, "I'm going to give you the know, black people, Indian people, so on," and. My brother is nothing like him. My brother is very accepting. He's very open to people who are of colour. Um, also, my brother is um, he's gay as well, so must be his dad had to accept that as well. And his, his dad was absolute twat about it to begin with. They was all right with it, but it just shows that you can be you can come from someone who is of that ilk, of that hatred of other people, but you can complete, you can be completely different. It's yeah. how you brought up. It's as I said before, you're not born to be racist. You're taught to be racist. You're taught yeah. to hate. You're taught to do any of this because when you're born, I'm not born with a hate. I mean, I'm not saying I, but you're not born with hatred of people of different color. You're not. It's something that is 
taught to you or given to you by people who are horrible, horrible people. I, 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 I hate racism in every way, shape or form. I do I, as well. It has no... Um, yeah. Can I say um, one small thing? Um, yeah. yeah. I, okay, so um, I think since I am Indian, um, I think, what, in 1947, which is not too long ago, is when we got independent as a country. And um, the thing is that when I, at this, uh, I like in today's world, don't feel the effects of uh, the things my, maybe my ancestors felt, you know, uh, and racism is a very real thing. Um, and the fact that when I decide, or this is a very personal, just from a personal standpoint, that I have to, like, when I decide which country I like to maybe study in, uh, you know, I have to take into factor uh, the, the racism factor of how I will be treated in different countries. It's a very scary um, notion because, of course, now I'm in a country, India is a very uh, inclusive country. Every, everyone's, obviously, there is like, there's not, there's like very little uh, sense of, hatred towards other races at least um yeah. and then when i think that okay i want to move to the uk which uh hopefully if things work out i will be uh, in 2020 but the thing is the factor of racism will always be in the back of my mind and the thing is w- whether you like it or not it's going to be in the back of the mind of many people that i that i interact with they might not uh, you know, act in a very negative way, but it'll always be there in the back of the mind because that's how. Uh, I mean, this racism is not a thing that you know. It's not like an old thing that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's like in the terms of history, it's quite recent as a, as a concept. Uh, uh, I, I mean, we the, even like a very direct effect of it is still there, and I just hope that I don't know, man. Maybe the only thing I can hope for is in generations. Uh, maybe we see well, you say it's recent but pre- I mean racism is just it's a form of prejudice and everyone I think I've from you know, you're looking back at history they've always treated anyone they've seen different you know differently <laughs> stuff is that no, no, I meant, but prejudice has always yeah. always been there. no I just meant that I just, I just meant that the effects of racism have been uh, yeah I mean, have been yeah. available. I mean, and very direct uh, implications of it have been witnessed by you know everyone. Not like until not too long ago, you know, and it was, like I, very direct. That's what you mean, yeah. I yeah. think why I think why why it's different for like how me and Carl see it's because like I've never been subject to racial abuse as a as a white man. I don't think you have either. As you, of Carl, have you? Well, no, obviously not. And so it's it's hard. You know, it's impossible to put yourself. Yeah, it's in. Um, I mean, I have been subject to, to bullying. Uh, I know that's not the same thing, but y- you know, you. S- <laughs> well, I know, you know, it's it's still horror, you know, it's still horrible, and I'd hate to think people, that, you know, are being targeted just because of the colour of the skin. To me, it's just ridiculous. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, sorry. And that's what it is. I think that we. For me, I don't think I'll ever know how other people feel who are, are of colour, like how they'd feel if when they're like racially abused or flattered, because it's it's never happened to me, and I don't think I, I know it could happen to me, but you know I wouldn't know what it was. But because the majority of 
I'm trying to word this in a way that isn't wrong, and it's really hard mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, I'm speaking that's like predominantly there are much more white people on the planet than there are well, much more white people in this country than there are of people of different origins or different colours. It's hard. It's something I'd never know how to react to because again, I've never had it. Whereas yeah. where like I don't know, say if I went to um. I'm not, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm going to use India as an example. Not saying Indian people are racist or anything like that. But mm-hmm. imagine if I move to uh, India and I'm probably the only white man in in like a, a city or something like that, or like a, a, a very yeah. long mile radius, and people start calling me names because I'm white or something like that. Then yeah, I think I can understand where you're coming from. But because being a white man, I don't think I do know what it is, and it's a horrible thing to go through. When I hear people say, I do feel shocked, and I feel uh, horrid about it like how can someone who's the same colour as me hate somebody because of the colour of their skin that's a that's well, yeah that's that's exactly what the pro- I mean that's the exact same question that comes to mind of uh, you know the people of that that get you know discriminated against I mean this yeah. is a very, I'm, I'm sorry for going on on this you know tangent but yeah. I think not too long ago about a year ago I've always been in India and I've not had uh, like you know, uh, extensive conversations with people outside of this little bubble we live in. Uh, only like recently, I have been on like uh, obviously the different Facebook groups where I've you know met all of y'all. But I think last year, uh, around that time, I was on like a Skype call, which was like uh, there's a YouTuber called You Wizzy. I was he was doing like a live Skype talk, and we and I got into a call and we were just talking football for like 10 minutes and it was a very pleasant conversation. But when you go to the comment section, which I, I did not have any idea that uh, when I would go to the comment section and there were so many comments which were, you know, uh, abusive because of the way I talked and just assumptions, which I'm not going to get into. There were just horrible things said and that there were just so many messages and that was like my first proper brush with being, you know, like basically being discriminated against because of the color of my skin. And yeah. and it's such a horrible feeling, even though it was on such a minute scale. This uh, my racism is a horrible thing. I like I don't know. I'm I don't know how to deal with it. Honestly, I think it's a uh, yeah, it's a cultural thing. I don't know. I think it's I think, difficult, isn't it? It really yeah. is. I think we've covered this topic to a degree. I think we can. I think um, it, I think we could all agree it needs to be eradicated from not just football, but, but from life. It has no place for me, and I think I think we, we should move on. I think it's a very deep topic. We could we could we could talk about. Yeah, it yeah. But yeah. I think we should move on. Um, I agree. Because <clears throat> it's coming to the end of the year. I know there's games on Boxing Day and the 29th and New Year's Day, but we're going to talk about some of our favourite matches or favourite players that we've, we've we've had the pleasure of watching over the past decade. Uh, so, Carl, I mean, no, Carl, I'm going to start with you. So, we'll do, should we do two each? So, should we do one each? Should we do one of one match, one player? Yeah, can do. I mean, I'd have liked to have prepared for this. So I'm going to have to go off the go off the cuff a little bit. So, keep um, toes, Carl, keep you on your toes. <laughs> I'm getting old. My memory's not that great anymore. Enjoy <laughs> your toes for a very long time might make your uh, your, your joints seize up. So you know. <laughs> wow, that's charming, that isn't it? 
So, Carl, which game would you say is the game of the decade for you? I don't know, because I haven't had time to really think about it. Um, game of the decade. I've got mine. Yeah, you, two, uh, you two will have to go, because I, right. I haven't got a clue, really. My, I need time to think about these things. To my personal level, um, is the 5 point uh, West Robert Albion match. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the what it signified, it was Fergie's last match in it, uh, ever, uh, and it was a five-five draw at the Hawthorns. Uh, Lukaku scored a hat trick. It was just a feel-good day. It was we we had the best season we've ever had. We finished I think, eighth that season. United won the league. Um, good days, good times. Five ahead. <laughs> And then West, and then West Brom just go three. Lukaku gets, as I said, gets a hat trick. Malumbu gets one, and um, we just, yeah, I, I can, I can remember losing my voice that day, and um, that was 2012. That was that was seven years ago. Jesus Christ! The player of the decade, and I think, I think us three, I think we'll agree on the the player player of the decade or players. <sighs> Got to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Hmm. So there is no bias involved in that decision. There isn't. I mean, Cristiano. Why I say Cristiano Ronaldo is, and to be honest, I want to say both of them, but I don't. Cause I, I, I probably think you two, one of you two, are probably going to say the other one. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, completely objectively uh, deciding, I'd say Messi. Yeah, and that's the me. Me, I've got to say Ronaldo because Ronaldo. I, I, I want to be honest. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say both of them. I'm gonna compare both of them now for this. I think both of them have just for the past decade have just ripped football to pieces with what they've done. They've rewrote the rule book of what uh, in terms of goals per games. They're both. I mean, who gets over a hundred goals in the Champions League? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, who, who gets on 91 goals in one year though? On you know, think about that. Aren't they? Yeah, Ronaldo scoring, Ronaldo winning four Champions Leagues in a row. Um, uh, it's just furthermore, uh, also winning the, the Euros with Portugal. Unfortunately, get taken out by Paye, I want to say. Yeah. In the final, yep. Paye taking him out, and then but he, he still he was on the touchline, winning his team on to win, and then Eder, the Emil Heskey of Portugal scores the, the best. Best. The best Portuguese player ever. And then uh, gets the winning. <laughs> what a shot. That was a banging shot. He just, that was just a great shot. shot. <laughs> yeah. um, you, had, so we, we, you had that. And then you had just, just the... And then to, to, to leave Real Madrid, to get to Juventus, and then jump eight foot in the air for half an hour and score <laughs> a beautiful header. <laughs> and okay. then... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then just, just consistently be the best. What well, the one of the best two players in the world, consistently just took it all for me. Yeah, and he's a shade older than um, Messi as well, isn't he? So it's thirty-four. Mhm. I mean, a lot of players are winding down at thirty-four, and Ronaldo seems to be as as good as ever somehow. 
Really? I, I, I just don't understand what's going on. I, I don't know if I'm looking at Ronaldo in a very different light, but I genuinely think that he's become an, a normal player now because he's doing oh, well. Can, can you blame him? You can't, you can't, you can't. You can't um, be angry at him for that, for, for no, dominating okay. for 10 plus years. But then Messi has done the same and Messi is still is, bossing it. I could, have said, I could have said, but I wanted to say both of them. I, that's why I said I can't say both of them. It is, it is flip a coin between those two, though. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, okay, if you, if you want to think outside them two, you can say Hazard, uh, no. Neymar. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying they are, but you can say I Neymar. Don't, I mean, Neymar's good, but I don't think he's on their level. I don't think he's anywhere <laughs> near Ronaldo or Messi's level. I'm saying another one you could say. He's probably um, third, and he's still miles behind them. You could say, in terms of like you know leadership and winning things, you could say company. You could say um, Xavi, Iniesta. You can make it name the whole Barcelona team. <laughs> but I, I, mean, I, do, I, I do think both of them two together. I think they are the best two players in the past, the past two, um, the past decade. Yeah, it have to be. I think okay. So if those questions are brought to me, I'd say first of all, Messi is a, what he got ninety-one goals in one year. He has carried Barcelona to so many titles. Uh, they have dominated La Liga. Um, they have won the treble and let's be honest Messi has been the one that's carried Barcelona to, to so many trophies yeah uh, yeah. and I think as an individual player who can provide who can score who can just magically turn it up and just like do unbelievable things I think Messi takes it of course I, if okay if Ronaldo wins the Champions League with Juventus, then I think he has a shout at the best player of the decade. I mean, yeah. obviously it'll happen. Obviously it'll happen next year. But if he does it, then I'll say that okay, maybe there's there's a discussion to be had here. But if he doesn't win it and he just Scaria uh, just beat us away, I think Messi has clearly been the better one, in my opinion, of course. And, yeah, yeah, I could agree with you. I mean, I'm always going to be a tad biased because Ronaldo used to play for United, so I watched him week in, week out um, at Manchester United. So I'll always probably slightly favour favour him over Messi. But as I say, here's flip a coin. They're both phenomenal. They really are. So let's discuss the uh, match of the decade for both of us, Carl. So I'd say, if I was being biased, of course, I'd say it was the match against Barcelona in the semi-finals of the UCL where yeah. we beat them 4-0 which is an amazing game to watch. Mola basically contributed to all of the go- all the goals. Um uh, and it was topped off by Robin being Robin. And of course we won the second like 3-0. Yeah, just and then we went on to win the treble. So that was just a brilliant year. That game was so much fun to watch because I was watching my friends. It was fun. But if I were not being biased, and just one game that will always stick to me would be the one which is Barcelona versus PSG, the 6-1. Oh, God, what a game. I mean, how does that even happen? All the emotions from the start, you, you get the Suarez goal, 
then you get shenanigans with the with the uh, I mean Neymar tackle whatever happened there, and then you had uh, Cavani score which basically was like okay it's over now, and then Neymar comes in with two goals and then in the last second of the game you had Sergio Roberto just scored an unbelievable goal what a game I mean that's the game that that'll always stand out to me which is like everything that match basically had everything. I, could, I forgot. You see, yeah, if I, if I have to go on a person, personal would always be the 5 5, but if I have to go on one that wasn't personal, I'd have to say uh, Chelsea versus Napoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it was, like, it was like the Champions League game, and everyone said, oh, the old guy of Chelsea had done. Uh, they're, they're never going to win anything again. And then, see, I don't remember that match at all. When see, was that? It was the it was the last one. It was the game after um, Villas Boas had been sacked, and Dimitri was in charge. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone, I said, everyone said Terry Lampard, Drogba, Ivanovic were done, and all that. And then all four of them score on that night. Mm-hmm. And it was a big fuck you to the British press that said they were done. And then also um, they go on to that season to beat some team in Germany in the final. Fuck's sake, we had the same discussion last time. Why is it? Why am I repeating this? Uh, I think it's bad to Munich they played. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nah. it, 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 was, it, was, it was just more for that, to the fact that you just had Drogba cross the line, it's like Vanovic and Terry being a rock at the back, and Lampard being Lampard. Mm-hmm, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm still struggling because. You know, since, <laughs> it's my take your time, Carl. No, I'm going to explain why. Because since Fergie retired, you know, it's been a bag of shite, and it sort of <laughs> killed. It has killed my love for football a little bit. I love the honesty. Be I love yeah. the honesty. It's like we haven't we haven't had any matches since Fergie left that really set the world on fire. Um, so it's hard, you know. It's, I, well, I can't remember past. 2012. Geez, I'm old. That's too long ago. Um, <laughs> I was 17. I, I mean, a really good match I watched lately was probably Liverpool's comeback against Barcelona, as much as I hate yes. to say that, being That's a United un- fan. But I mean, <laughs> to over to overturn to overturn that was uh, pretty fantastic. To be fair, and to see my dad because my dad's a big Liverpool supporter again, so excited as Liverpool, you know. Um, got closer and closer and finally overturned that result. You know, it was a pretty special moment to be fair from that respect. That's your question. How Me. did that go down? Yeah, yeah, how did that go down in your household that you came out as a Man United fan and he's a, he's a Liverpool fan? It just sort of left me to my own devices, to be fair. He <laughs> wasn't like, you know, um, some dads have got their kids in Liverpool. Uh, kits before they can walk, like my best mate with his kids, <laughs> even though two of them are girls and I've shown no interest in football. <laughs> but he sort of, yeah, he sort of left me to my own devices. All my best friends supported United and they were playing the best football at the time, so that's that's how that happened, really. Yeah, no, I, 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 yeah. That, that, that's acceptable. Well, probably the best Man United game for me is probably that comeback against City when we were 2-0 down at half-time and 
turned it round uh, uh, and won three two. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought we were done. I wanted to I wanted to turn the telly off and watch something else. But my dad's like, no, no, you don't. No, you might get back into it. And I'm like, you're having a laugh. We're hopeless. Look at us. The, the true signs of a Manchester United supporter. I want something else. We're doing it down. <laughs> <laughs> All my United fans are winter bastards, aren't they? Yeah. It's because we've been spoiled. Because we got we, we're so used to winning everything that we we can't well, you know we can't handle it that we're crap. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think, um, I mean, there's so many, I, I'm just talking about it now, there's so many games that are coming back to my mind. Um, but, yeah, it just it just shows, I can't believe how quick this decade's gone. It's, yeah, it's awful. I was 14. <laughs> I was 14 at the start of this decade. Oh, piss off, race. <laughs> no, what, seriously. What, what, I've had... Oh, I can't do it. I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> Were you 10 or 11? I, I was 11. Oh, God. <laughs> I just started watching for I think. That's a good one. What, yeah, well, I think we spoke about it. What our first games were, didn't we? Ooh. I was I was fifteen. I was fifteen. I was fifteen. <laughs> were Were you there for the first ever game of football? <laughs> Not quite. No. <laughs> first first game of football in the Premier League. Oh God! I was minus three. Oh, go away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was twelve. That's God. when I was 12. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're so old. <laughs> oh, wow. Straight up. You're the same age as my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But before we close, I did just changing the subject quickly. I didn't want to touch, <laughs> um, touch on the darts. Yes, we've got darts. We've also got to predict boxing there. So, um, so yeah, I've got Bundesliga. What, what, what's what happened in Bundesliga? Oh, uh, no one cares about that. Fuck mate, off. Mate, I, I get, no, yeah, yeah, blame Carl. Bayern Munich won in a Bayern Munich won. Whoop de do. No, one second. I'm talking about the Bayern game. No, Bayern killed it. Carl, I'm only joking. Well, I mean, come on, one second, Mr. Zergzi. Joshua Zergzi, stand up and freaking stick about. What a legend. What a legend that guy is. From the academy. What? He's an avid listener to the podcast, Rahul. Yes, of course. I'm pretty sure he's standing up right now taking a bow. So, of course, (laughs) this is... (laughs) So, this was... uh, I wanted a clean sheet for the longest time and we finally got it. 2-0 2-0 against Watford. Because, that's the thing. When Hansi Flick came in, we we just killed it defensively. And then we had we just had a shocker for a few games because of injuries. Uh, speaking of injuries, how many players are injured for Bayern? It's actually unreal right now because I think we have... We lost, obviously, we lost uh, Javi Martinez in the last game. Uh, we have Lucas Hernandez, who's out. We have Nicolas Sola, who's out. Kingsley Coman, Leon Goretzka, Corinthian Deliso, Jean-Fiat Arp, 
Michael Sosans and Javi Martinez. So many injuries. How are we supposed to play? Because we have no academy. So we have to make do with what we have. It's unbelievable that we are still winning. But hey, we're winning. So what happens? Okay. How does a team, the, the size and resources of Bayern Munich, not have an academy? I don't because, quite understand that. Because the, our team has no logic. We're stupid. So That's wrong. I, I hate that we don't have that we don't invest in our academy as much as we should. Uh, a few observations, obviously, because um, Muller and Coutinho t- together do not work. They just do not work. I'd much rather just see uh, Thomas Muller uh, like on his own because as soon as I think Coutinho went off, he got he set up the two goals. So that's what uh, he's uh, Thomas Muller. Uh, we, I saw a stat a few days ago. Uh, I think it was assists. Uh, does anyone know how? You, do you understand that he has uh, the second most assist this decade, the second most league assist this decade? Really? I didn't yes. know that. Quite Messi right. has one forty-one, uh, uh, and Thomas Muller has one thirty. Jesus, he is unbelievable. He provides like a motherfucker. So oh. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think he's like when. I think it was after the, the 2014 World Cup. I said Muller should have been in the, the show for the Ballon d'Or. And yes, he was insane. He was insane. He's class, isn't he? He, he is class. And I, I said I, I said that to all my friends. And I just said, oh, Thomas Muller, what you want, mate? Be, Thomas Muller's shit compared to Messi and Ronaldo. I went, who scored more goals at the World Cup, Messi or, Ronaldo, Messi or Muller? They couldn't yeah. answer me. I said, who won the World Cup, Messi or Muller? They couldn't answer me. But Muller's um, but Muller's name isn't messy, so he's never going to win. And I, I know I don't, I don't think he's ever had to be in the top five or I don't think, yeah you know but the top five ranked when they've done the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. And also, and the best thing is, is is he out of contract at the end of the season? Mm-hmm. If you if you're a European team, surely you're going to be sticking around in for a free transfer. Mm-hmm. I think he's a lifer. I think he'll stay. No, no, no. Is he, 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 he refused to sign a contract or something? Uh, it's, it's murky waters. It's murky waters right now. I don't want to comment right now, but yeah, it, it's. You'll get him upset. You'll get him upset. Yeah, yeah. Shush, shush, shush. <laughs> that guy. Okay, if there was if there was like bias involved in the player of the decade, I'd pick Muller. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because what a guy he is. Like for me at least, from when I started watching, he has been the guy for Bayern. And just sorry to go back to the World Cup. Hasn't he got ten goals in the World Cup? Five goals in two, two World Cups. Yeah. Was it each World Cup he's played at? Yeah. Well, apart apart from the last one because Germany were fucking shocked. Yeah. That unbelievable again last year. Like I don't know what happened last time. Yeah. I've I've just got I'm I'm on his page now. He's played. I've just got his whole career statistics up here. He's played 510 games for Bayern, 190 goals. Mm-hmm. Um, Germany, he's played 100 games, got 38. That's, that's decent. Ah, he's rubbish. <laughs> 2014, yeah, this is it for me at his peak. He played 15 games for Germany, got 10 goals. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It really mm. is. I love him. Oh man, I just hope it. I I just hope he doesn't 
pull off a Schweinsteiger and leave us and go to some shite club. Schweinsteiger was past his best, though, wasn't he? I mean, he was he didn't really do a lot at United. Yeah. I think it was about just retiring. And... Injuries didn't help him, but... Hey, I, 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 I can see it now. First of July, Thomas Muller announced for Watford. <laughs> if that happens, if by any chance that happens, I will swim to the UK. <laughs> 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 you know what? Yeah, that, you, you, you've re, you put that on a, a recorded platform. I will hold you to it. <laughs> He's not signing for Watford. That's never fucking but, by the way, happening. You, did, you didn't say it couldn't happen on FIFA. What? No, that that's not a thing. FIFA's real life, isn't it? FIFA is life. So I'm, I'm about to sign Thomas Muller for uh, for Watford, and you've got to swim to the UK. Well. <laughs> I, should, I better get swimming now and reach for <laughs> September. <laughs> but go, go, go back to the game then. So 2 0 versus. Wolfsburg. Uh... Yeah, man. We had. A, we had Again, it was a shaky performance in the beginning because Philippe Coutinho, we are not going to sign him on a permanent because he. Okay, again, he turned up last game, three, goal, three, like three goals, two assists. He, was, he didn't show up in the last game against Wolfsburg. He just didn't show up. I think it's because him and Muller just don't work together. Maybe we should just have Muller play or just have Coutinho play. Um, and again, Ivan Perisic, I, I am not a big fan. I think we're not going to sign him permanently either. I hope we don't. We need to make signings in the winter. We need to make signings in the winter. If that doesn't happen, boy, are we in for a tough season. If we want to have a shot at the Champions League, if we want to, we need to fucking invest in the in the winter transfers. We have to. Uh, Joshua Zogzi, baller. Uh, we didn't have Arp and Lewandowski is now going to be, uh, I think, will be out for the next couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks. So Zogzi is going to be our man. Hopefully he does well. Best of luck to him. Uh, but yeah, a decent performance. I mean, not a decent performance, but we got the win because we scored in the last 10 minutes, two goals. So yeah, good stuff. Yeah. No, no. I, 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 I think I watched the highlights. I think yeah, you, you played all right. You weren't, you weren't yeah. as bad as you've been. You weren't as bad as you've been. Yeah, we, and we have been bad. <laughs> but you're still, you're still third in the one in the one league, uh, one Why? team league. Is this going to be brought up every week that we are um, the our standings? Yeah, I know, I know. We're third. Yeah, every week, mate. It's going to be brought up. Dortmund lost. Dortmund lost to Hoffenheim. <laughs> In the last <laughs> 10 minutes. That was beautiful. Moving on to uh, Boxing Day. Uh, we're not talking about Russia Dortmund, you know. <laughs> they, they are the Arsenal of the Bundesliga. I've said that many what times. What a shit. I, that, that's, a, that's a big insult. What a, what a wank. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get to the Boxing Day fixtures. Big day of, uh, of football um, around, the, around the globe. Um, so we kick. We start off with the other kickoff: Tottenham versus Brighton at Tottenham. Uh, I'm going two nil Tottenham. Yeah, I think Tottenham will win. I think they'll concede. That I think two one. Two one. I was going to say two one Tottenham as well. Cool. So Tottenham clean sweep. Uh, Aston Villa versus Norwich. A big, big game at the yeah. bottom Ooh. of the table. This is tough. I'm, the six pointer. 
it is a big six pointer, uh, especially if, if Norwich win it. If Norwich win, then you know put some level on Villa. If Villa if Villa win, they put some level points with Southampton. Obvious, of course, with other results going their way. But I'm going to go one one. I'm yeah, going to go two one Aston Villa. I'm going to go two all. I think it'll be a draw. I think two all. Yeah. Especially now McGinn's missing for Villa. Very, very big player, John McGinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Shit. Mm-hmm. Forgot that. But yeah, I'm going to stick to my two on Aston Villa. I think they have the power yeah. to get two goals. Um, Bournemouth versus Arsenal at the Vitality. Arteta's first game in charge. I'm going 2 1 Bournemouth. Yeah, I knew you'd say that. I'm going to say 2 0 Arsenal. I think they'll be buoyed by the new manager. Um, and they'll, they'll win it. They were quite buoyed against Everton. Um, I'd <laughs> say... <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> I, I'd say, oh shit, man, this is a tough game to predict. There's a sadistic part of me that wants to predict a little again. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it'll be uh, 3-1 Arsenal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm going 2 1 Bournemouth. Fair enough. Um, I don't think Arteta will have the impact he wants to have straight away. I think give him give him January to get 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 December out of the way. Go to January. Uh, fresh player. Well, you know, fresh manager's ideas, fresh month. See where you go. Uh, yeah. Then we get to uh, Chelsea versus Southampton. Mm. At Bridge. Chelsea, of course, boys by that win against uh, Tottenham at Tottenham. I'm going to say, I'm going to go four nil, Chelsea. Ooh, big booze. Now we'll probably see <laughs> Southampton win two nil, but <laughs> but I think I'll go for a three nil Chelsea and have made Tammy Abrams my FPL captain. I couldn't believe it. You, you want to ooze? You're only one goal down on me. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think, <laughs> I think 2 1. I think Southampton will get a goal and they'll make it more difficult for Chelsea than you reckon. So I reckon 2 1. Okay. Uh, Palace versus West Ham. Uh, I'm going 1 1. Yeah, I'm gonna go on one as well. Both right. are average. Yeah, I can't. I can't call this. I'm gonna go one 0 Palace. I think they might just sneak it, but it's a it's a tough one to call. Yep. Uh, then we get to uh, Colorado Ancelotti's first game in charge: Everton versus Burnley at Goodison Park. Uh, I think Ancelotti will have more of an effect on on Everton than Arteta will have will have on Arsenal. I'm gonna go three one Everton. Fair. I'm going to go 2 1 Burnley. Okay. I'm going to say 2 0 Everton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know that Ancelotti has said that Big Dunk is staying on uh, yeah. as a coach, which I think is a vital, vital thing for Ancelotti. <laughs> I can just imagine Ancelotti in his accent saying Big Dunk will stay. <laughs> 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 I want to see it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, then we get to Sheffield United versus Watford at Bramall Lane. Um, I think I'm going to go 2-1 Watford. Hmm, this is an interesting game. You think Watford will win? I do. I think I think Nigel Pearson's got them playing good football. Um, Granted, got a little bit lucky with the first goal they scored, but they were, they were attacking there before that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to... I think they'll get some confidence from that win, and I think they'll carry it on. I'm, I, I don't think it'll be clean. I don't think it'll be a great game of football, but I'm going to go 2-1 Watford. I'm going to go 1-0 Sheffield. Yep. I, I, I can see that happen as well. I, I, I don't I don't think it's, it's yeah. Uh, I agree good. with uh, I, I agree with Rahul on this one. I think one 0 Sheffield. I mean Watford only beat some shitty club um, on <laughs> yeah. Sunday, so such a shit club, man. Unbelievable. I don't know how they're not any other relegations are soon. Maybe I, I, I think they'll go down that big club. That yeah. shit. That, Talk, t- talking about shit clubs, uh, Old Trafford, Man United versus Newcastle, a hard five kickoff. Um, I, I'm not saying this to antagonise Carl, but I'm going to say 1 0 Newcastle. <laughs> Long stuff comes back. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised, but uh, we are. Uh, I think we are unbeaten at home this season, so I think we will edge it two-one. But it'll be a very sort of hard-fought, lucky two-one. Scrappy game of football. Yeah. I'm Newcastle will between... score first. <laughs> yeah. I'm torn between a nil-nil or a one-one. I go one-one. Okay. Hmm. And then we get to the get for me the game of the weekend, Liverpool versus Leicester. First, second, I think if Liverpool win this, the league done. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I totally. Agree. I'm going. I am going to go three 0 Liverpool. I'm going to go two one Leicester. I'm going to go two one Liverpool. This will be I the first loss, in my opinion. They've been conceding, so I think they will. Conce- I think Vardy will get a goal against them, but they'll uh, they'll win two two one in the end. I think they're probably going to do an Arsenal, you know. What? What? Mm-hmm. Bottle it? No, invincible. I don't, I, I don't think they'll do an invincible. Bottle it. I love you, sir. You're taking a bottle. What? When you say Arsenal, the immediate you think is bottling things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit uh, like Bayern yeah. like Munich trying to win a Champions League final in their home. Fucking hell, man. We better beat Chelsea. We better beat Chelsea. I'm going to say this every podcast. We better beat Chelsea. <laughs> Mate, if you don't beat Chelsea, you know you're going to at the end of it. I'm off. I'm off. <laughs> you know, I'm off. Um, so, guys, um, again, a very. Uh, I think uh, yeah? I think Wolves and City fit in this one as well because I don't think they're playing on Boxing Day, are they? So we'll just no, do they play on the we'll, we'll just we'll just do Wolves and City as well because it's part of the same. But uh, to be honest, mate, if you want to do that, we can do the 28th as well because there's a game Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
you you could do, but I'm just I'm just meaning it's it, it is the same run of games, yeah. if you know what I mean, because they yeah, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. playing on the 26. game week twenty, I think. So yeah. uh I think it'll just be a routine win for Man City. I think they'll win three now. It wasn't as routine last time when Adama basically screwed them. Uh, I'm gonna go two 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 two. This goes against everything I've been taught about the Wolves. I'm gonna go two double. Ooh, that'd be interesting. I like it. All three different results. I hate myself. <laughs> and for football fans, don't forget these matches are on Amazon Prime, so you won't you won't find them on Sky Sports or BT Sports. Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime only. Yeah, I guess what I've got, boys. I've got Amazon Prime. <laughs> I have as well. But, you know, it's lovely, isn't it? Fair enough. Have you got Amazon Prime? Sorry? Have you got Amazon Prime, Rahul? Uh, I do, but I don't think we have uh, the Premier League games in India uh, on uh, Amazon Prime. We just have it on say, TV. It might, be, it might be different in different countries. but Yeah, uh, we just have it on TV in general. Like. What I was going to say to you two, if you didn't have it, for, for your Christmas presents, I would have gave, I'm going to give you my login details for Amazon Prime. Wow, it's so generous of you. I know, seven ninety nine a month for the privilege of watching a shit feed of football because it is absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Actually, I haven't seen what's up on Amazon Prime if it's even a thing. It's like just... shit. There's nothing on that. Amazon I thought the coverage was pretty good. They've only got a few matches, but the cam- what kept me was the camera angles just kept. There was the wrong camera angle, and the um, audio was a bit out. Right, it seems all right to me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, before uh, moving away from football, um, quickly talk about um, darts. The World Dart Championships going on. Um, Fallon Sherrick, uh, history maker, winning um, in the first to be a man. The uh, round one of the darts. She's only going to do it again by beating the number eleven ranked player Mensal Sulevich, and she was superb in, in both games. Yes, she really was. I'm firmly behind her. Um, Queen Cherok for the win. Yeah, I think I think everyone's firmly behind her. I mean, the roar of the crowd when she she won that um, second match. Yeah. Um, you know, it was unbelievable. Um, I'd love it. I'd love it if she could go on and win it. I don't. I, I don't know how possible that is, but because I don't know the actual caliber of everyone else in the tournament, but. You know, if, if she could win it, 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 I mean, she was cool as life. I mean, she had to finish on a bullseye to to win it, and um, you know, she showed she showed no signs of pressure or anything. No. Um, I mean, uh, looking at her quarter, she's only really got one. She's got Gerwig twice as a third player. She hasn't got Michael Van Gerwen. She hasn't got anybody else. Like she's got one one player who's I think I said to Gerwin is ranked number three in the world. She won't get him until if she gets that far to the quarters. I think. So you know she can get to the quarterfinals. That's a fantastic achievement. I think already beating Ted Everett in the first round was a great achievement. Mm. But, um, I wish we had a. I also wish we had a female voice because. I'd love to know what this kind of means for for women in sport. You know, to see 
such a male-dominated sport finally being broken in, you know, through uh, by a woman. Because why can't women compete against men in darts? I mean, you don't have to be big or strong or anything to to play darts, do you? I mean, it, it shouldn't. It's not like football where I'm not being. I, you'll be careful saying this, but I just don't, I don't think a women's team could hang with a men's team in terms of physicality and and, and power compared to a women's team. I think I think skill wise, I think yeah, that they, they could do it, but I just think in terms of we're naturally bigger, naturally stronger, and I'm. Trying really hard not to be a sexist pig, but I think the men would win. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably. <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I know that's the thing you don't want to comment by, by being a misogynistic pig, but um, I think I think that's a great I think that's a great way to end the podcast by me saying that men would beat women at football. Um, <laughs> yeah. Please send all you hate to uh, Reese, please. Yeah. <laughs> No. I mean, I have no. said things that I can get hit for. Reese has said things that he can get hit for. Carl's old. I think it all works out. Yeah. I think no. I think we can all safely say though that we are puppets to Nathan Greenway's views of life. Yeah, we, yes. we, we're sitting here. We've got a script, and we're only yep. allowed to deviate from it so much. Or yep. he sends us an electric shock. Are you are you strapped to a chair with a paddling pole beneath your feet and a cattle prod above your head, or is that just me? That's just you. What you yeah, and mine's Nathan, worse. What you and Nathan do behind closed doors? You said yours is worse, but yours were whole. What's it done to you? Uh, my feet are like constantly tied to the electric poles. I'm like constantly getting shocks. Like like even if I say the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right then uh, plugs Carl yeah find us at uh, Rogue Opinions uh, Instagram and Twitter we've got a whole back catalogue of podcasts our first edition of this I mean this could well be our last edition <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's wrestling other sporting other sporting podcasts there's the Naked Men, which isn't actually Naked Men. It's uh, Nathan and friend what? Ben. It's not Naked Men. Yeah. No, no, no. Nathan told me when I made a guest appearance on the air, I had to be nude. That was a rib. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh shit. Well, well then. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, so yeah, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year. Yeah. Merry you- Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah, and to you too. I hope you have uh, a great day. Uh, get very merry. Get Have a great time, and I'll speak to you too soon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, nice talking to you both. Bye. 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 Once upon a younger year, when all our shadows disappeared, the animals inside came out to play. When face to face with all our fears, learned our lessons through the tears, made memories we knew would never fade. One day my father, he told me something.